Hey yo, welcome back to the Kyrie Games podcast. This is episode fourteen or thirteen, I believe. Is I don't I don't know. Um, this first of all, I want to say what's up to all my peoples out there. Um, thank you for listening, watching, doing all that. Um, y'all, my supporters that I do have, y'all been great. Make sure y'all keep following and commenting, doing all that one that y'all be doing. I think it's dope. Um, but this episode is going to be kind of different. This is a transparency moment with me. Um, took me a minute to like want to figure out what I wanted to record about. And I'm trying to like, I'm staying on music, but this episode I'm kind of like moving away from music a little bit, but we still going to be in there just like a smidge. And so five years ago, um, has it been five years? See, yeah, four years ago, actually, four, four and a half, um, years ago, four years ago, uh, on September 27, 2019, trigger warning, um, I definitely tried to unalive myself, it was, let me, take y'all through that day. I'm going to take y'all through that day because I'm being transparent. So, that day, and the day before, actually, I was having one of the worst days of my life and not understanding why I was having the worst days of my life. And I just remember being at work and just breaking down constantly and not understanding why I was breaking down the way I was and why I felt the way that I felt. And I remember my manager asking me, like, you know, do you have anxiety? And I was like, I don't even know what the fuck that is. I don't, I don't know what it is. I just know that I feel something inside of me that wants to end it all. And I remember the next day I was off work. I was laying in bed and I felt like there was a rock or elephant or a heavy object just laying on me it wasn't nothing on me but that's what it felt like it felt like something was like laying on me I couldn't get out of bed I I, I tried to get up to use the bathroom couldn't do it I tried to get up to reach for my phone couldn't do it try to it it just felt I felt terrible. I felt the worst that I've ever felt in my life. And I didn't I didn't know what it was at the time. Like I've been through I've been through depression but not to that extent of what is this weighing down on me? Why why do I feel so weighed down and everybody else around me is okay. But um yeah, so, like, I had, you know, I got up, one of my my best friends texted me and was like, yo, let's go out, you know, get you out the house, let's do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, alright, that's cool, let's, let's go. I get dressed, and I meet him downtown, and we drinking, nonstop, drinking, 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 smoking weed, drinking, and... I remember at the end of the night, we had went to this bar, 
and it was like our last drink and went to the bar and I was on FaceTime with a couple people and I was telling them like yo this is it I'm cool I'm done like I ain't gonna see y'all no more like I'm cool and they didn't know what I meant by that so they didn't take what I was saying into like their brain of well damn this motherfucker about the you know whatever so I just left it I let it be let it go got a lift went home um I remember getting out of my lift and getting and going in the house and when I got in the house I just broke down again like I did the day before I just kept breaking down kept crying and I'm just like man fuck this I don't know what the fuck going on but whatever it is I I don't want to deal with this shit I don't want to I don't want to look at it I don't want to feel it I don't want to touch it I don't want to hear it I don't want to do shit with it so I took it upon myself found some pills I made swallow like 30 plus pills I was drunk as fuck and I remember texting my grandma and my mom, like, thanking them, you know. Me and my mom, we don't have the best relationship, never really have. Um, and I remember texting my mom, like, you know, thank you for putting me on this earth. You know, I know we haven't had the best relationship and things like that, but I love you. Text my grandma, let my grandma know, hey, I know you raised four kids on your own and you had to raise three more. And I thank you for being there and you know, love you, whatever, and then I remember texting my sister, and I was like, yo, like, I can't do this, I'm done, like, I'm cool, like, peace out, and I remember her texting back, like, what did you do, what did you do, and I'm just like, I'm cool, so she ended up calling the police, and, um, I was ready to go, like, uh, I'm, I'm ready to go, it's, it's slow, I'm ready to go, and I remember, um, I remember police coming to the door, I don't know how they got in my building, because I have a security, the security door, or whatever, and they got in my building, and they had asked me to open up the door, and I found the strength to get up, to open up the door, go to the door, and they're looking at me all crazy, Told me to put on a shirt. I didn't have on a shirt. I was just sports bra. That's it. And went outside. They had my phone. My sister was on the phone. They had my phone. And I remember going outside and sitting down on the steps. My friends pulled up. There was all ambulance, fire trucks, everybody there. Everybody there. And they pulled up. You know. And I remember sitting there and I'm just looking at everybody like I don't know what the fuck y'all here for cause <laughs> I'm not playing with y'all like I'm, I'm out I'm, go- I'm gone and I remember telling the police officer like yo I'm not going to nobody's hospital I'm not doing shit y'all want me to do y'all gonna have to pow, you know y'all gonna have to unalive me our damn selves and the police officer like, we're not gonna do that we're gonna get you some help whatever whatever and I remember this one in particular paramedic walked up to me and because she heard me say about the run and y'all gonna have to, you know, do, do, y'all gonna have to unalive me because I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing it. And I remember, um, the paramedic walked up to me and she looked at me. She said, 
I'm going to take your blood pressure. And we're going to get you on this bus. And we're going to get you some help. Are you okay? That's all we want to do. And I think for a second there, I hated that lady. <laughs> I absolutely, I hated her with every being in my body. And she, she reassured me, you know, we're going to go get you some help. So we did that. Got I, she got me on a paramedic, got me on a truck or the bus or whatever. I'm laying on a uh, stretcher. And it was a, so they always got three paramedics. You got the person driving, the one in the front, you got somebody in the back taking care of you. So it was another lady in the back. She was waiting on me. I get on the paramedic, I get on the bus. She's waiting on me. And I remember laying there, she's just like, what's going on for you to feel like you have to end it all? And I just remember crying because I'm like, I don't know. Like, I can't tell you exactly what's wrong. I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, everything, like, everything is wrong. And she was telling me, like, you know, like, I have depression, so I get it. But we're going to get you some help. We're going to make sure you're okay. You know, things like that. So we get to the hospital. Put me in a room. My friend's there. My brother there. And... When it happened, it happened on my stepdad's birthday. And then my brother's birthday, it was going into my little brother's birthday. His dad, him and his dad's birthdays are a day apart. And my brother came, you know, to the hospital, whatever. And he, you know, crying, shit like that. And I just remember everybody, you know, just telling me, like, are you doing this over such and such? And I was just like, no. Like, it's more to it than, than just what y'all think. Like, things... And it's like, you know, things happen. So, um, I'm like, hey, it is, you know, it is what it is at this point. And um, I just, you know, I, they, so they sent me to ICU. I go to ICU. Um, and they had me there. I remember these these nurses came and they just you know asking me questions and everything like that. They asking me a bunch of questions. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, asking me where my parents are and things of that nature. And I just start like breaking down even more because I'm like, damn. Like, so after I see you, whatever. The next day they take me upstairs to send me to our psych you know psych watch whatever. I spent three days up there. And if You've never tried to unalive yourself, you know, commit suicide, whatever, trigger warning. Um, and you've never been on a psych floor. You don't understand that the work doesn't start until you get out of there. Like, the the work is there. Like, they do help you, with, you know, get started on work. But the real work doesn't start until you are out of that hospital. And until you are at home, you have to sit there with your own thoughts. And you have to sit there and think about the shit that, what's been, you know, what's happened. So, <laughs> when I got home that day, that night, I couldn't sleep. I tried, I tried everything in my fucking power. I got on the floor, I got in my bed, I got on the couch. 
I did everything I could to go to sleep. I couldn't sleep. Went to work the next day. Talked to my manager. Let them know, you know, everything that happened. And they always say that you always remember either your fondest memories or traumatic things. And I can always say that I've definitely remembered traumatic and some of my fondest memories of my life. And I'm okay with that. But the work, again, the work didn't start for me until I got home and I had to really do the work. I had to really dig deep inside myself. I had to sit at home because I couldn't work. I had to be on short-term leave because after you go through something traumatic like that, they don't want you to work. And I'm just like, damn, like, I need to go to work. I need to go to work. I need to do this. I need to do that. And all my doctors was like, no, you can't go to work. I'm not clearing you for work. You got to sit at home. You have to do X, Y, and Z. You got to do this. You got to do that. And I'm just like, fuck me, bro. Like, what, what, what the fuck do I do? And I'm not going to sit up here and say I stopped drinking immediately. But drinking, I think I, I, I drank, like, if I went out with my friends and things like that. But I know I just didn't like that feeling of how I felt when I did get drunk. And when I sat home by myself for months, like I think I was out for like two or three months, I sat home for months and I had to like really do the work on myself. Like I started thinking of past relationships that I'd had with, you know, certain women I had or girls and whatever. I thought about past relationships that I had with friends and relationships with my mom, my relationship with my mom, my relationship not, you know, with my two stepdads or my non-existent relationship with whoever the fuck my father is cuz I don't know that nigga. My relationship with my grandmother and my grandfather and my step-grandma and you know, things of that nature. And when I got to sit back and think about things like that, I think that I put into perspective that I kept trying to go back and fix things that I couldn't fix years later. It'd be something that happened 10 years ago and I'm trying to fix it. Something that happened 20 years ago and I'm trying to fix it. Something that happened 5 years ago, 15 years ago. And it's like, you can't fix shit. It's done. The damage is done. Whether I did the damage or whether somebody else did the damage to me. And then I turned around and did the same thing to somebody else. And, you know, once I started going to therapy... And my therapist was like, let's talk about X, Y, and Z. And once I got into, like, the relationship um, aspect of my life and the relationship that I've had with people, the relationships that I develop with people, again, especially with women, I noticed that the pattern that I had with some of these women, and my therapist pointed out to me, like, I'm going to tell you something. You never love none of these women. You love them because they were in your space and you couldn't be alone because you needed something to hold on to because you couldn't, you didn't have your mom or a father to hold on to. Nobody was able to hold on to you and you weren't able to hold on to them. So you kept that, you kept those relationships around longer than what they need to be. And I'm like, God damn it, this, this motherfucker's all right. She knows. And <clears throat> now that I'm in a relationship with somebody going on three years, it's like you start seeing shit. You know, 
how somebody help you know how somebody takes care of you and how you take care of that person and how this person picks up things that you lack and vice versa and things like that and I'm just like shit this is this is how a relationship supposed to be now my relationship with my mom that's something that you know is either dead in the water or it can be rebuilt and it can go there but right now I'm in limbo you know it's either with my mother I don't want to rebuild that relationship with her right now and I'm okay with that and when I told my therapist that she's like that's fine you don't have to because you're an adult now you do whatever you want to do you don't want to rebuild a relationship with her you don't have to me not knowing my father again I'm being very transparent on my platform me not knowing my father it took a toll on my life because (laughs) I don't know where I come from yeah, I know where I come from, my mom's side. Cool. But when they, I hate the term that every boy needs his father. Because with y'all, when that term is so, it's so damaging to, to girls and women who don't know their fathers. Because we need them just as much as, you know, boys or men need their fathers. But I, you know, me not knowing my dad. I have father figures in my life. Shout out to my Uncle Ari. I, there were certain things that I had to teach myself or certain things I had to watch people do. And I was like, damn, that's not what a dad's supposed to be like. That's not what I want to be like. That's not what I want. And I went through life comparing people who had their dads to me not having a dad. Like, damn, oh, I wish I had a fucking dad. Or, you know, the the, the two guys that I do call my dad, they weren't there, you know, like they, they were there when I was kids, but when I became an adult, life happens, they, shit happens, and I remember, um, I I remember my therapist just letting me know, like, you know, maybe it's okay that you don't know him, maybe it's okay that you've spent this, you know, this moment of your life, going through life, you know, she and she let me know, like, hey, if you want to get to know him, get, find him, get to know him. And <laughs> I remember I reached out to the guy who I thought was my dad because we have the same last name. And I thought I found my father. When I ended up putting the pieces together, I'm like, okay, this is not my dad. But I have his last name. This is weird. What the fuck? Rest in peace to him. Um, and he passed away on me. In the midst of us getting to know each other. We had only been talking for like two months. Two months. And he remembered who I was, my birthday. He knew how old I was, everything like that. And he passed away. And I cried. And I'm like, how am I crying over somebody that I don't know? Why am I feeling this way over somebody that I don't know? But me having empathy... And me being a human being because I never used to cry. I didn't cry. I didn't know how to cry. But I figured out how to gain empathy by sitting in the house and figuring myself out. Figuring out why I wasn't sensitive or why I couldn't cry or why. Like now, I can cry like that at the drop of a hat. (laughs) Like, that's just me. You know, like, I figured things out on my how I wanted things to be, how I wanted my life to be. 
and was life lifing? Life was lifing the fuck out of me. It was fucking me in my ass. No lube. Pause. And I, I'm happy to say that I've been through more than what one should have went through. And I came out stronger. I've seen people go through the things that I went through and blamed their whole fucking environment of why they went through what they went through instead of taking, you know, um, accountability for the things that they went through. Like, yeah, sometimes, yeah, your parents did fuck you up. But what did you do to become better? Because you have to take accountability for the things that you didn't do or, you know, take accountability for the things that you lacked in life to become better. You decided to be... You decided to be what your parents were. If your parents were were a drug drug addict and you saw that and then you turned around and became that, I knew that I did not want to be a drug drug addict because I saw my mom go through that. I knew I did not want to be a deadbeat to nobody because I, whoever he is, you know, whatever. But once I realized that I didn't, I wasn't lacking empathy. I mean that I was lacking empathy because I was blocking everything out. I'm blocking it out, blocking it out, blocking it out. I'm still I'm still good at blocking things out to this day. Like I'm not good at telling people when they hurt my feelings. I'm not good at I hate being um I don't like uh confrontation. I don't. I'm a very confrontational person, but I don't like confrontation, if that makes sense. And Sometimes I, I like I look at my past and some people I used to hang with and I see them going through things. I'm like, damn, like I want to reach out to this person and say something. I want to do this. I want to do that. But I don't because, excuse me, because the person in me, the person inside of me is like, damn, they did something to you, but they never apologize. So why should you reach out to that person and say anything to them? Sometimes I do. It depends on who it is. Sometimes I do. I can say that. Most times I don't. And I feel like that's okay. Like, I'm here to say that whatever you choose to do, if somebody hurts you and you choose not to talk to that person, that's okay. You choose not to forgive that person, that's okay. Like, you can, you don't have to forgive somebody. Like, just because you don't forgive somebody doesn't mean you're not going to live your best life. Doesn't mean you're not going to be blessed. Doesn't mean anything is not going to come. Like, nothing is not going to come your way because it is. It's going to come your way regardless. That's just what it is. That's life. You choosing peace, and it's okay to choose peace, because I know when I chose peace, I lost every fucking, like, I was, everything was just going around. Bam, 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 bam. Like, I don't feel bad about nothing. About I don't. I don't feel none towards nobody. I don't talk to no more. Nobody. I'm 34 now. That happened when I was 30. My 20s, my teens. Like, I'm. Am I still friends with some people? I, yes. My man, my two sisters, Shell and Isha. That I, I got that. From my teenage years, I got that. Do I have some wonderful friends now? Fuck yes. Do I have a wonderful girlfriend now? Yes. Is my life where I want it to be? Mm, maybe. Can it be better? Yeah. But it's like the little things that I want to fix. I know that I'm not in control of fixing those things. 
like I remember um my brother was telling me a story about how a family member tried to um was making sexual innuendos at him, a woman. She was older than him. He told me how old he was. He was only in his teens. And she was a grown-ass woman making sexual innuendos at him. And I remember I told the story to somebody. And I'm like, and I remember when I was, I'm not going to disclose the age I was. And the person was like, so basically she, y'all can figure it out, you know, you. I was like, damn. Yeah. Like, you don't understand certain things until you look at it until somebody says something to you and then you just like fuck I think that happened to me too and then when you explain it it's like yeah that did happen to you you feel me like but it's like I don't feel a way towards nobody because certain because that happened to me I don't let that I don't let that deteriorate my life because that happened to me like I'm alive she's dead (laughs) like I'm good you feel me? Like, and I'm not, like, I'm not laughing at the fact that she's dead because uh, it's fucked up, you know, rest in peace. But I'm, I'm here. I made it through my struggles. I made it through my life. I came out on the other side. Like, I was telling my girlfriend the other day, I was homeless at one point, sleeping on my best friend's couch. Watching, you know, her and her girlfriend go at it all the time. And I'm like, I don't, I can't keep going through this. I got to get the fuck up and do something. I was in my 20s. I spent my 20s having the time of my life. Now that I'm 34, I'm just like, bro. I still had the time of my life because I travel. Me and my girlfriend go to concerts. We, 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 we go to different cities together. We hit our city together. Like, me and my girlfriend, we have a time together. Like, But I say all that to say. It's okay if you don't know why you're not okay. Like, it's okay not to be okay. For me to be this transparent on my platform and going through, you know, so many amounts of therapy and having a, you know, psychiatrist and all those other things and being diagnosed with depression and anxiety, but, you know, and also having ADHD, it's, um, it's been a it's been a cool ride. Like it's been like don't get me wrong. Like did some fucked up shit happen to me? Yes. Did I go through some fucked up shit? Yes. But like now at thirty four, what? I'm at thirty four. I'm just now getting my license. <laughs> like, I I started like really traveling and going places when I met my girlfriend. Like that's why I tell people. I I hit the jackpot. I hit the jackpot with my girl. I'm not saying she, like, I, people be too afraid to say that their significant other saved them. I feel like that's okay. Because, yeah, my girlfriend saved me. She saved me from a, a, a wild of fuck shit that I could be out, I could have been out there doing. But nah, put me on my first airplane ride. We got on our first airplane ride together. Went to Vegas. Got another plane ride together. Went to Miami. Been in Atlanta, Gallenberg, Chicago. Like, and there's more to it. Feel me? Like, I get, I understand why people say you have to go through the struggle to get to the other side. I get it. But, I hate that you have to do that. 
I hate it. I absolutely hate it. It's something that I, I will always despise. And it's something that would never sit right with me. Like, why do why do you have to go to the, through the struggle to get to to see the glitz, the glamour, and the rainbows and shit like that? Like, but I understand it. I don't want nobody to sit up here and be, oh, well, you got to go through this because I get it. I 100% understand it. I'm not a, I'm also just not like a firm believer of God. Like, I believe there is a higher power. I'm agnostic as fuck. I believe there's a higher power. But I'm not a firm believer in a form-shaped person just sitting, a, a man sitting in the sky just, you going to hell, you doing this, you doing that, you doing that, that's not it, that's not that. No, I don't. I believe in good and evil. I believe what goes around comes around, whether it's good or bad. And, again, I believe that you can be anything you want to be in this world. But it's always, always up to you to choose what are you going to do to take accountability for the things that's going on in your life. That's just the way I look at it. A lot of people don't look at it like that. And um, because accountability is key. It's key. Like, accountability is key. And you have to be able to have that accountability. Like, you have to be able to have that accountability. Like, if if you don't have accountability, where are we going? What are we doing? You know? So, basically, all I say to everybody is, everybody needs to go to therapy. Whether you think you need it or not, go. I promise you, I promise you it'll help. Everybody needs therapy. Even <laughs> even some of the richest people need to go to therapy. Go. It's okay. It's okay to go to therapy. It's okay to take me. It's okay. It's okay to get help. You got to get that help. You got to get it. got to get that help. Because one day... It's gonna all come. It's gonna crash. You're gonna, you're gonna crash. And when you crash, it's gonna be ugly. And you need somebody to be there for you. Not just your partner. Your partner can't take in everything because they have their shit that they gotta go through too. You might have, yeah, it's okay to have an in-house therapist, but go to a professional therapist and get help. It's okay. Like, 